You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. If you're somehow unaware of Black Mirror Six Seasons In, it's an anthology series of individual standalone episodes, more like mini-movies, that explore a variety of genres, but most are set in the not-too-distant future with sci-fi technology and our relationship with it, a type of speculative fiction. The series is inspired by The Twilight Zone, though I would argue there's a little bit of Tales of the Crypt in some of these and uses the theme of technology and media to comment on contemporary social issues. The eponymous Black Mirror is the screens that we all live our lives through, our phones, our computers, our TVs, our Black Mirror. Season 6 brings us five new entries into this series. We have Joan is Awful, an average woman is stunned to discover a global streaming platform, totally not Netflix, has launched (laughs) a prestige TV drama adaptation of her life in practically real time, in which she is portrayed by Selma Hayek. Locke Henry, a young couple, travel to a sleepy Scottish town to start work on a genial nature documentary, but find themselves drawn into a juicy local story and start making one of them their Netflix true crime documentaries. Beyond the Sea is an alternate 1969 where two men are on a deep space mission and can return to Earth in robot duplicates to continue their lives back home until tragedy strikes. Maisie Day, a troubled starlet, is dogged by evasive paparazzi while dealing with the consequences of a hit and run ooh and demon 79 northern england 1979 a meek sales assistant is told she must commit three brutal murders in order to prevent the end of the world ooh. i am tcd wood of the screener squad and i am joined by gina well howdy ho there neighbors elliot hello kitties <laughs> and tessa ahoy ahoy now as we all stare into our own personal black mirrors, let's dive in. How did you all feel about this season overall? Any of the five episodes leap out at you? Any of them fail to capture you? Come on, let's talk here. Come on. Dish. I want to say one of my favorites was Beyond the Sea, the one with the astronauts. That one was yes. very well acted. And yeah, they had a Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul of mm-hmm. Breaking Bad fame. Kate Mara is also in there. Yes, Kate Mara is also in there. I, I feel like with that one, it was interesting how they handled the possibility of space madness and what if mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. could transport, transmit your consciousness to your robotic, metallic avatar on Earth so you could still keep doing your thing and you're not like going crazy out in space. Yeah, that one definitely tapped in very closely to Twilight Zone-isms. Yes. I did like that one. I felt it ran a little too long. I like the aspect of Black Mirror that they always tend to make political statements without actually making political statements, and I love it. And Beyond the Sea was one of those episodes, I think, that did it well. Just like 
the other one that explored capital punishment. I'm already blanking on the episode, the name of that one. Was that White Bear? Yeah, White Bear. Yes, that one. That should be taught in classes. And the same with, with this episode, because it was... I mean, you hear now about people being worried about their meat not being organic and people are scared of AI and things like that. But again, technology is used, we use technology to connect with others, right? So it's interesting to see how society in the fringes of society react extreme in these extreme cases. And also just Josh Hartnett, man. I'm so glad his fine self is back on the screen. Because let me tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I'd have been like, hold on, that's what the other dude looked like? No, nah, you can stay in my husband's body. Cause you're <laughs> 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 he's not doing his job anyway. Like, seriously. He was a <laughs> shitty-ass husband. Let's talk about it, okay? So, no, that episode was really, really good, though. Elliot, did any of the episodes jump out at you as, as great? I did like Beyond the Sea as well. Jonah's Awful was probably my favorite. Yeah. I just thought it was the most interesting and creative one. And the fact that they got to take so many swings at Netflix. <laughs> the Streamberry, yes. which appears in several episodes. Yeah. Just every every graphic is lifted directly from Netflix. <laughs> the sound effects even. Doom, doom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right down to that. And, and I was caught by the twist. I don't know if anyone else sort of predicted the ending no, oh. no. are we going to talk are we allowed to talk sort of spoilers of episodes because that was uh, really can, kind of the fact that these episodes <laughs> do have twists like i'll say this uh, if you saw knock at the cabin earlier last year or earlier this year or whatnot uh demon 79 is a better version of that yeah and it's practically the same story <laughs> i picked up on that too now demon 79 was my favorite i don't know why mm. people didn't like it but i thought demon 79 to me was the strongest out of all of these and i'll die on that hill that's fine <laughs> it's a great closer for the five episodes <sighs> mm-hmm. and it's uh, beyond the sea and demon 79 have near feature length run times Yes, 75 indeed. minutes and just a shade over 70 minutes for Demon 79. And that's why I say a lot of these episodes feel like mini movies, if not just movies unto themselves. Demon 79 had the pastiche of a film from 1979. They would do some film grain every now and then. It's a bit giallo. Yeah. Yeah. And some yeah. of the horror elements as well. So I, I don't, I, I liked it, Gina. I, you're not alone here. Yeah. No, yeah. for some reason, a lot of folks didn't like, I guess, the supernatural element to it, which again, this is Black Mirror and the fact y'all can accept alternate realities and AI consciousness, but uh, there's no room for <laughs> mythology somehow. Like, get out of my face. Uh, they're both human <laughs> creations, folks. Like, knock it off. So, but I love the the chemistry between the two actors, and it was just great to see that concept because I didn't have any idea about what was going on in Britain at that time. Mm-hmm. But it was just great it, to me. It just what it was a it was great because I had just seen another film. Gosh, wow. Don't smoke weed, guys. This is what happens. <laughs> um, I had just watched a film with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, and they're talking about wish making. Oh, the, the trope. Years of longing. Yeah, they yeah. talk about the trope of making a wish. And I love how Black Mirror handled the whole, like, you have three wishes kind of deal going on here. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brooker took COVID off. Like, this season was intended to come out almost two years ago. But as COVID really started changing the world and, and isolating everyone and really just depressing as hell, he, he said, you know what? I'm not going to do another season of Black Mirror because the world is already too bleak, even mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't feel like adding to the depression of the world. But now that we've gotten past like the darkest point of those couple of years, 
it is good to be back with him in his twisted look at the world because every one of these five episodes has a has something to say about what we experienced as a whole the isolation what netflix became to some people the the true crime documentary that is lock henry the isolation of beyond the sea the wanting to destroy the people who piss you off in demon 79 like there was some nice commentary happening here and and in his well crafted way never none of it ever no. felt heavy-handed at least for me that's what i was gonna say as well as like i didn't feel that it was heavy-handed that was exact like verbiage i was gonna use for that if we were to talk about one we haven't much is Maisie Day about like mm-hmm. Starlet being hounded by paparazzi. And it's also about this girl who is, I can't remember the, her name, but she played Domino. In... Zazzy Beats. Yeah, Zazzy Beats, yes. In Atlanta. Zazzy Beats is a <laughs> photographer. Mm-hmm. She starts to question the morality of her job. Like she starts mm-hmm. to question like, are we the cause of some people like hurting themselves or being depressed? Like we're, we're bringing some of their personal lives delight that they don't want out there and Mm -hmm. she just kind of starts to see as her fellow paparazzi and photographers i think as like vultures Mm -hmm. picking at the dead corpses of like celebrities like personal lives but i kind of saw the twist in this one coming a a ways out actually i saw it telecasted as soon as there was an instance where she was in a producer or doctor's like house that she was like crashing at and the place was just a total wreck that's when I knew. Uh, I won't say what the uh, twist was, but that's when I knew. I was like, really? Yeah, I'm I very genre savvy. <laughs> I did not. The funny thing is, funny enough, Amazing Day is my second one. People did not like it. I loved it. I like the direction mm-hmm. of where they're going, where it goes back to some horror roots. And mm-hmm. to me, I thought it was going to be one of my favorite episodes. I believe is from Tales. Is it Tales from the Crypt? I want to it say Tales from the Crypt. Tale. That one feels very Tales yeah, from the Crypt. Yeah, or, or, or either Creep Show, creep one show. of those where, mm-hmm. you know, creep it show. is Creep Show, where, you know, they run over something and it comes to haunt them. And I was like, yeah. huh, I think it's going in this direction. And I was so ready for that, right? I was so ready for this person to just be on some Edgar Allan Poe madness and where it went. I was like, huh. I actually wish this was, this reminds me of those campy 80s, 90s movies. I know what you did last summer. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Like, I I thought it was cute. It took to the twist for me to truly come on board on that one. It's the fourth of the five and following the three others. And they're all pretty stylistically, tonally different in a lot of ways. But that one, it wasn't hooking me enough. I liked it. And I, I, Zazie Beats is great. I was just happy to see more of her. And once it got to the the kind of the turnaround moment, I went, oh, and then I really liked where it went for essentially its third act. And uh, yeah, it it really won me over by by the time it turned around. This was probably my least, well, this was definitely my least favorite episode. I think the only episode this season I actually disliked, Mm. um, and actually probably one of my least favorite Black Mirror episodes. I thought, you know, if, if Charlie Booker wants to start a horror anthology show then he should just go start a horror anthology show um, <laughs> i kind of have a, the same criticism of demon 79 although that actually is a good episode um mazy day is just a boring almost nothing of a story to me um mm-hmm. with, with nothing kind of a little bit of of like hey isn't paparazzi bad kind of painted on really haphazardly yeah i just thought this was incredibly boring tossed off episode and i kind of rolled my eyes when it was over (laughs) well that's fair because like i said i i was not with it until that last 
We'll say like five minutes, five, ten minutes. That's so funny because I got so much from that episode. I, I think I got more <laughs> from it and I and I think I got more of what they were saying. And it was to me, uh this this season they played with time a lot. Like it wasn't not a lot of these were set in present or future time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I had to keep that in mind when I'm looking at the mechanics of what they're doing and why it's like this. And I feel like in the context of Maisie Day and when that was set, to me, it, was, it wasn't it was even about the paparazzi because around that time, if you look at it, even the way it's styled, that was a time of reality TV was becoming a thing for real. And so it was just interesting to see just like, I don't know, the way it was shot really did remind me of just like those shows. Oh, what is it? Mur- not murder. The guy who always walks on, he's always talking about the murder and they do the reenactment. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, it definitely gave me <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries vibe. Like it reminded me of like Entertainment Tonight or like those type of things where I was like, huh, this is really giving me nostalgia right now. Like this person, I felt like I was back in my mom's house watching you know this reenactment of something horrific that's going on the spectacle and for me the last shot and the fact that she always had the camera covering her face like it was just little stuff like that thematically that I thought this wasn't a great script like Elliot said it was boring it is boring it's not a dynamic (laughs) script especially to Black Mirror standards and what people expect but what they did with the themes and how they talked about it within that still like that that culture and that time I don't think anybody could have actually elevated that or made it as interesting. Like, it wasn't a great, strong story, but it was interesting enough when you got to the twist that it was like, huh, this is actually pretty cool. I don't think I would have enjoyed this if this was in somebody else's hands. Well, since you brought up sort of the idea of sitting and watching old shows or whatnot, Lack Henry mutates itself into as I described earlier, a Netflix true crime documentary. How did you three feel about that one? Because I find if you like true crime stuff, especially the way Netflix presents it, Mm -hmm. this one's going to hook you pretty well. I felt it was, it's definitely a tale of uh, finding out the truth and maybe uh, you should have left it buried because goddamn. Careful Um, what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty intense twist there. And Again, I was kind of starting to get suspicious at a certain point of the twist. It's like, this is this thing is like, I, my brain's always running scenarios and I eventually <laughs> stumble upon it and I'm like, dang it, Tessa, just let it be a surprise. <laughs> Don't try to solve it. I know. I need to not do that. Yeah, that one had a, an interesting vibe to it. It did, while it, it was about the making of a true crime documentary and then thus becomes a true crime documentary and my partner watches forensic files every night to fall asleep and so (laughs) i've experienced a lot of those it was a small village and everything seemed one way until it was and the way it gets itself there well crafted and having just recently rewatched banshees of inish aaron being in that sort of realm Mm. mindset those accents and that sad rainy part of the world it was fun it was fun but Elliot, you brought up Jonah's awful. I, I really—that's a great opener for the season. I think, like a lot of people, the episode of Black Mirror that hooked the American audience was the Bryce Dallas Howard episode of, I believe, season three, because it went from the BBC and being a bunch of like eh, British actors, what have you, and suddenly we had a Hollywood star, and they started dropping in. You got your Anthony Mackie, uh, and Jonah's awful here has Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, as well as Selma Hayek, as it's described playing herself 
it, like I said, it was a great opener to the season and it has this fun, it's that sort of dark humor that Charlie Brooker's so good at that's encapsulized very well in this first episode. One of the number one things is it's it's probably the most immediate episode in that, I mean, it's it's classic Black Mirror, dealing with technology. You're right, it kind of has that dark humor. But, you know, we, we are in this sort of AI, and I'm putting scare quotes around that, era, even though it's really just advanced machine learning. <laughs> and, and this scenario here is extremely, like, far-fetched. We're not even 20 years out from this kind of thing. Yeah, it feels real. We're all having the AI conversation right now. Yeah, with deep fake technology and de-aging and essentially resurrecting actors from the dead, I don't know if 20 years is that far off. I, a lot of the fears that the Writers Guild is dealing with right now, SAG is going to start striking tomorrow as we record this. A lot of the fears Woo-hoo. is utilizing likeness against people's wishes. And right, I mean, cobbling that all together with like the data from your phone and sort of like reassembling someone's life as a TV show is just... That's you know, sure, extreme, sure, sure. It's pretty extremely far. But yes, yeah, no. The, I mean, the, that's that is what I'm talking about. The the de aging, especially deep fakes, which I think could really become a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I just had fun with this episode, and it was interesting to see where it went. It has Himesh Patel, which is one of my favorite favorite actors uh, these days. Great job in Station Eleven. Shout out to that show. Yeah, I just thought this was a really fun classic black mirror kind of episode for me yeah opening with that one and then going to demon 79 was a lot of fun and gina you pointed out that only joan is awful takes place in the not too distant future the rest of them are all set in different eras so well lock henry actually is pretty contemporary as well so demon 79 is in 1979 uh, beyond the sea is an alternate 1969 and Maisie day is 2002 I really appreciated that he jumped around this season, that Charlie Brooker didn't just stick this all in the not-too-distant future because it added a nice flavor that this show hasn't had. And maybe that's the horror flavor that isn't meshing with your palate, Elliot? Yeah. Certainly with Black Mirror, I like my horror to be more technology-focused. <laughs> that's interesting, too, because I heard that a lot. And for me, Black Mirror, the horror was never the technology. It was always our perversion of it. In yeah. how we will utilize technology, whether in ideology or or even literally physically, viscerally, we, we will always find a way to harm each other with it or, you know, fall in love or like all the other seasons we have these alternatives. But yeah, Jonah's awful, bro. <laughs> I thought this was one of the most memorable ones, even out of like all of the six seasons, because, yo, <laughs> making her <laughs> what they did to Selma Hayek. <laughs> I loved the character, Joan, because I was like, no, this is great. And this is such relevant commentary. If your life was under a microscope, just like these celebrities, then everything you do will be viewed under this lens of collective, like this public discourse. And it's Mm -hmm. so just like unhealthy, regardless of what technology is. And I would have definitely been a Joan. I would have been like, F it. If y'all want want to see something, I'm going to give you something to see. And again, it goes back to, you know, that idea of just reality TV and how like authenticity, the, the debate about that and being authentic. That episode was just all about dealing with the art of the spectacle and how we're obsessed with it, and also just, like, how it really does impact our lives, even, like, for the nobody person, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting, because they were like, why me? And it was like, (laughs) bitch, you're not special. And in general, that's what Black Mirror is so good at. It is that 
is this is so close to being reality. That's why it's frightening. And, mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. It's not about the technology being the bad guy. It's about us and our relationship with it that destroys our reality. Uh, but yeah, let's let's wrap into some final thoughts here. I, I'm curious just how you feel about Black Mirror in general, but specifically this season. How does it line up with? with what you're expecting and what we've gotten in the past. So, Elliot, why don't you go first for us? I've always loved Black Mirror. I probably came in at, like, the second or third season, I think. And, you know, collectively, this show is above average. But there are some episodes that are absolutely incredible that I will never forget. Um, you know, the very first episode, <laughs> the the episode that introduced us to Daniel Kaluuya with the sort of American Idol mm-hmm. living in a box thing is, is still, I think, a, a tremendous piece of writing. I think this season is probably the third best season of the show, but it's, it's just, you know, it's a mixed bag. I didn't say much about Beyond the Sea. I like that one a lot. It, I, I didn't quite fully grasp it or what the themes and its messages were trying to say but it is very well written and has three tremendous actors always a fan of seeing kate mara lock henry was uh probably my second least favorite but it was still it was okay i just think it was kind of clunky and, and could have used another pass at the story maybe you know i've already said everything i need to say about Maisie day demon 79 again good like I, it was it actually felt like a streamberry movie like a like a you know like a Netflix movie that is sort of sort of intentionally like looks like it was made in the seventies. Um, it, it was pretty fun, especially weaving in these sort of political elements. Uh, I haven't seen Knock at the Cabin, but yeah, maybe I'll go see it. No, you've seen the superior version of it. You're fine. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll just rewatch it. So yeah, I think this is a, a mixed season, not a terrible one, but yeah, I maybe maybe Brooker should bring in more writers. You know, I, mm. I know that the the writers' room is is not a British thing really, but I think maybe having some more ideas and voices in there might be good. So I'm going to give this six and a half out of ten giant dumps in a church. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Gina. Go ahead. Uh, yes, this season to me, I I'm probably in the minority, but um, ching, get it, get it, because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah by affirmative action um no Aww. but uh <laughs> yeah dark humor right dark humor mm. no this this season funny enough is actually my favorite season these episodes were all memorable for me i enjoyed every single one i enjoyed them for what they were giving me i'm not the type of person who watches black mirror and expects the super deep intricate you know mind fuck every time i watch it i do enjoy when they do keep it simple i do understand if folks don't like this season i completely understand i don't think there's any like heavy hitter star studded episodes in this season at all i think they're all kind of on the same level playing field uh but yeah for sure jonah's awful that <laughs> was great then i'll and i'll <laughs> die on mazy day man i i really really enjoyed that and i appreciate each episode really was able to capture each time in a way that wasn't cliche. And I really appreciate that. But yeah, Black Mirror does it again. And to date, we don't have another series like this that does that handles all of these topics, these themes. You have great writing, great set design, great actors. Uh, so it really is to me just about whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want them to continue. And I agree with Elliot. I, it would be great to get some different voices in here. But I do want them to keep going with just giving us what they're giving us and uh, pulling a Rick and Morty and not really caring about viewers' expectations. So, uh, 
I would like to give this season, I would give this a solid seven out of 10 times. Whew, Josh Hardnick can stand behind me in the kitchen. Let me tell you <laughs> about it. Woo! Yes, I I love you some Josh Hardnick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tessa. I feel like the season was solid. I like every season. I'm a big sci-fi and horror fan and just genre in general. Like I was a programmer for a sci-fi film festival for five, six years and outreach director. So this is my jam. I feel like the episodes in this were a really good mix of of stories and themes and characters and settings, you know, whether it's time or place. There is like a overarching theme and about three episodes as you mentioned i think tc about like just spectacle like jonah's awful lock henry and Maisie day are all about you know spectacle and um people being maybe potentially taken advantage of or taking advantage of a scenario and then beyond the sea i mean that one's kind of its own thing i feel like beyond the sea was like a Heinlein story or something like a like a classic sci-fi novel like i would read that you know and demon 79 y'all are like i want a movie out of this and i was like we already have a series for this it's called good omens (laughs) 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 and uh because that's the vibe it was giving me demon 79 was very good omens like some serious neil gaiman feelings there i love i like the season i liked it a lot i liked the variety that i was given so i guess i will give this a solid seven out of ten vhs tapes i should not watch (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a huge fan of the series as well the episodes range from good to great the seasons range from good to great and the season had some real excellent entries of the five I liked all five. Not one of them disappointed me. Every one of them, like the episodes before, could be a film. So you, that's that's the thing about Black Mirror being this far in. You can watch in any order. You could literally pick and choose. This is not something that requires you to watch from the beginning. In fact, when I recommend this show to people, I always tell them, don't watch the first episode first. Watch one of the other ones and then come back to it. Because if you watch the first episode first... You might check out real fast with a pig involved. You guys But uh, with this season, you can shotgun this in one day. You can watch all five, or you can just casually watch them one at a time. And looking at the series as a whole, while there are a couple that I go back to from time to time, of these five, I feel like I'm going to watch Jonah's Awful again, Beyond the Sea, and Demon 79. It's not that I didn't like Locke Henry or Maisie Day. I feel like those two are good, but they didn't win me over as much as those other three did and yeah it has a lot to do with being so twilight zoney for beyond the sea that one just felt straight up rod serling wrote that thing uh, they they mentioned like an old sci-fi novel that's a great description tessa and jonah's awful and demon 79 are the right sort of dark funny both of them are humorous and also mm-hmm. awful in all the best mm-hmm. ways black mirror is so this is continued quality from this show and i'm I, you know, now we got to wait another two years until the next set, I guess. But for now, I'm going to give season six or series six, as the Brits call it, eight out of ten blatant rips on Netflix as a company. Yay! <laughs> oh, that's weird. Hey, funny, I just opened up my Netflix and there's a show here called Screener Squad. This is so is awful. No, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Screener Squad gonna, is awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to click on it real quick and see. Don't if... do it. I'm TCD one of the Screener Squad, well, and I am joined by Gina. What? Well, howdy ho there, neighbors. Elliot. Hello, Kitty. <laughs> and Tessa. Ahoy, ahoy. Now, what is happening? As 